0: Welcome everyone to episode nine of state champs ohio extra point here today want to tell you about our presenting sponsor lawrence technological university lawrence tech wants you to recruit yourself just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the recruit yourself link academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports including football can you believe we're setting up and teeing up the final week of the regular season here in ohio it's Certainly a lot to track as we go forward. We're gonna take you all the way through the state playoffs and bring you all those great stories. And certainly if you have any ideas on a future guest that you'd like to see, You can tweet at us at StateChampsOH. You can certainly message us as well on the other social media platforms. You can tweet at me at JeremyOttoPXP. That's at J-E-R-E-M-Y-O-T-T-O-P-X-P for play-by-play at the end. Excited to have on our guest here today. We talked to him quite a bit on multiple platforms here at State Champs. Alan True, he's a recruiting analyst for the Midwest for 24-7 Sports. Alan, how are you?
1: Doing well. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely. I know a busy day for you. So in certainly a busy time in recruiting as well as this high school football seasons and a lot of places starts to wind down. But, you know, what's what's it like, I guess, in the recruiting world now, things a bit more normal, right?
1: Yeah, I think for colleges there, uh, you're playing some catch up work right? that started, you know, it's funny that it, we're in October. So they've only been back able to see these kids and get them up to campus for four months, really. And then you still had a dead period in there. So a lot of schools are interested in seeing senior film. Uh, they're interested in finding younger guys. And I think for the kids, you're making up for lost time in some ways. And for seniors, if you're still looking for a home, you know, you have some, some COVID numbers and scholarships being a little bit different that you're trying to navigate to. So it is back to normal in some ways, but you are still seeing some of the after effects, I think, of the long dead period.
0: Yeah, and certainly with the extra years floating around the the transfer portal, um, when you know w- what kind of chunk of years do you think before we actually see you know everyone land where they quote should maybe?
1: That'll be interesting. I don't know if anybody knows that. I would think we are looking at a probably two to three to four year period of trying to get things back to equilibrium, and maybe it never really goes back to quite the same way. I think the transfer portal. Changes things a lot, so I think maybe even without COVID, the transfer portal transfer portal is going to affect high school recruiting in the same way, regardless.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think you know the the quote you know maybe not power five big schools are those lower schools now having more respect than they ever have? You think, and maybe that'll change the landscape going forward.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think kids have to be even more. I, I was I thought this even beforehand that kids needed to be more realistic with their options and not just choose the biggest logo and the biggest conference. And I think that certainly uh, has happened now. And the more that you see, um, you know, continue to see guys in the MAC and FCS levels do well in the pros, I think kids need to look at those options. But certainly more than ever before, I think that everybody is going to basically uh, be accepting of maybe having to play at a little bit lower level than they thought they were going to.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I want to dive into a lot of names uh, in Ohio, but I guess at the top of your mind right now, who who is that?
1: Yeah, I mean around the state, uh, I think you're largely kind of turning the page for our purposes of looking into the next year, and I think Sonny Styles has, you know, established himself as an elite prospect in that class. But I think you also have several guys around the state who I think we'll, we'll probably touch on later, like Drew Aller who has, you know, really, I think, taken the bull by the horns and shown himself to be uh, an elite player in the state of Ohio.
0: Sonny's style is like, guy you have at 100% to Notre Dame right now. You think that's going to be the case, or where do you think he ends up?
1: Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's our, our predictions on there, and that's a staff deal I have not put in mind yet, so I'm not <laughs> necessarily on board with the Notre Dame train at the moment, although you know, his older brother Lorenzo plays there, so he's obviously very familiar with them and his brother is, is having a good first year i certainly think that his experience at notre dame could have tilted that thing one way or another he's narrowed this thing down to five schools already so he's not a guy who has wanted to you know keep a lot of hats on the table so to speak i think he's done a good job of getting around and visiting other programs obviously he's at notre dame quite a bit he's got some insight on how that program is run through his brother and so i think a lot of that um has has led to notre dame being the school that most analysts would favor but I don't think that's necessarily a door that's all the way shut yet
0: hmm and just you know overall I mean I mean screaming athlete just by how you list them but you know what do teams like about them
1: well I think the word you know I've been in this involved and in following scouting for a long time and the word tweener kind of used to be a, a, a an ugly word it's not anymore uh, colleges love these hybrid kind of guys these long athletes that they can put anywhere Guys who never have to come off the field the way offenses play now. This guy can play in the deep part of the secondary, and you can move him down in the box, and he can stop the run. You can play him over a slot. He even can play man-to-man at his size. So I think the versatility and the ability to play as close or as far away from the line of scrimmage as you want him to, that makes him a fit for really any single defense in the country and allows him to be a guy who can impact the game on any down and never have to come off the field.
0: A couple fairly big athletes just committing recently, Caleb Johnson, one of them from Hamilton High School to Iowa. What made him a good fit for Iowa, you think?
1: Well, I think he surprised everyone a little bit when he committed to Cal in the summer. And at the time, he was considering Iowa and Iowa State. So you thought he would end up in the state of Iowa one way or another, but <laughs> then he surprised everyone committed to Cal. Iowa kept recruiting him. And with them having the year that they are, he just took a visit, saw them beat Penn State in one of the marquee games and flipped his commitment. But you know, he's a big back at six foot one, almost six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds. But even with that, you know, he runs sometimes like a smaller guy. He's not just a big back. He can break long runs. And I think when you see Iowa, who's traditionally a power team, do what they're doing with a guy like Tyler Goodson, who is a little bit more of a slashing kind of back, I think Caleb fits what they do because he can run between the tackles, but he can also get outside and and hit the home run.
0: Nick Moore, another 22 as well, just committing to Navy from Northwest High School. What do you like about him?
1: Yeah, he was a guy that we thought some Power 5 schools might try to hop in on here this season, and maybe that still happens, but uh, really physical prospect, really good in the run game, very strong, straight-ahead kind of blocker that's going to play really well in Navy's offense. Uh, thought he was a really good get for them. Like I said, there, there were some schools still kicking the tires in the Big 10 and the Big 12, um, been a you know multi-year starter there, very solid all-around reliable guy, and think he's going to be a just a really good under the radar get. I don't know how many folks outside of the state of Ohio really know the name Nick Moore, but uh, he's been a three-star for us for a long time, and think he's going to be a really really good college player.
0: What do you think sets that next level? I guess to, to maybe get him to the the Power Five type player.
1: Yeah, I think. You know, he was one that we just talked about COVID kind of affecting some of these guys. I think if he had had a chance to get to some more camps, especially being probably an interior prospect, those guys who aren't, you know, six 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 seven schools always want to verify the measurables. Um, and so I think if, if schools are able to get out on the road and see him where he's able to show on his film that he has the athleticism to play at the next level, I think that's always the question on the offensive lineman. So I think he's done plenty. It's just a matter now of some of these schools recognizing it and then you know, being able to, like I said, verify some things without having seen him in person.
0: Well, LeMaster and Brownlee, two names that you look at from the 23 class that are uh, making a big visit this week to, to Cincinnati. What do you think they'll see there? And is that a possibility for those two guys?
1: Yes, yeah, so both of those guys have some other offers, especially Tanner LeMaster, who now, you know, I think, has an offer from just about every major conference around the country but what Cincinnati has done has really resonated with these kids inside the state. Um, you almost can't, they're like the blueprint for taking a school that was good and was getting some recruits to now being a really national, uh, visible program. And and that's happened through their recruiting efforts and hitting on some guys, you know, uh, when you look at their roster, not every single one of those guys was a high top end recruit. Desmond Ritter himself was not, you know this surefire top recruit, and they've done it with a lot of homegrown kids from around Ohio and Kentucky. So these guys are, and they they look like they're readying it for for it to be a really big atmosphere on Saturday. A lot of alumni coming back. You see the big Twitter push from their NFL stars and their former alumni. So it's going to be, I think, as good of an atmosphere as you can have for a day game. And and with that, getting a lot of in-state recruits up. I think they have a really really good shot with Jv and Brownlee. I would almost say that. They're probably the leader there. And with Tanner, the master, like some other schools, you know, no Tennessee offer. He's going to take a look at them, and there's some other programs hanging around, but certainly UC is a real threat there.
0: Malik Hartford, another guy in the 23 class that uh, is rising fast uh, and a very fast guy, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, love his speed and ability to get around on the football field. I also think it's important now. Um, coaches talk a lot about multi-sport experience and the, having the athleticism. To play other sports, really good lacrosse player, which has caught some eyes as well. But his film from this year is outstanding. Um, perfect example of a guy who, under the radar last year, still under the radar through the camp season this year, goes out puts a few good games down on film, and all of a sudden you're looking at him having multiple major offers. And I don't think that's done yet. You know, uh, Cincinnati's one of the schools that has offered there. Louisville's offered. A lot of schools are starting to pick it up with a Michigan State was a recent offer, but don't look for that one to stop anytime soon because, like we said with Sonny Styles, having safeties, defensive backs, um, those kind of guys who can play almost at any part in the field, that's what you're looking at with this kid.
0: And maybe this is the best name you tell me, Tigra Tishabola. Is that the best pronunciation we have in any class right now? (laughs) Yeah, he might
1: be. He's definitely a candidate for the all-name team. He would be towards the top of that list. And, you know, you forget about some of these guys like him because – You know, offensive linemen, they don't always get the glory, especially when you commit early to Ohio State. Sometimes those guys don't generate press clippings anymore. But as we've gone through at 24-7 and watched senior footage of all the Big Ten commits, he's one of the ones who's impressed us the most. And he's been on the radar since early in his career because he's always been big, to be honest with you. He showed up as a freshman looking like a senior. But his game has really developed from an athleticism standpoint. He moves really well for a 340-pounder, still putting guys in the dirt like he always has. But I think that added quickness has made us feel like he's going to be a high-impact guy at Ohio State.
0: And you kind of mentioned off-air that he might just move up in the rankings, I guess. What does that take on your guys then to to push him there?
1: Yeah, I think showing development and showing dimensions in your game as a senior— that you hadn't previously. So I think that quickness, and I mentioned earlier with Nick Moore, I think the ability to move, we, we evaluate a lot of big bodies. I think what separates one from the next on the offensive line is athleticism. And he's really shown um, the quickness and the mobility this year at 340 pounds that I don't think we previously knew that he had.
0: Drew Aller, a guy that you mentioned briefly earlier, Penn State commit that's having a really nice year. Rising stock uh, on your guys' end as well?
1: Yeah, big time. And he had started that process last year and then really continued it in the offseason where he went from good players as a sophomore to, okay, this guy's a legitimate power five high-end prospect as a junior to all of a sudden he's going out to California and being selected for the Elite 11 and showing that he was a national quarterback prospect. And then the next step was, what does he do as a senior? Uh, And we wanted to see the continued progression because he wasn't a kid that grew up playing quarterback his whole life. So he still had some things that he was learning on the fly. He'd done a really good job of that, having a huge senior year, and uh, uh, again with showing dimensions that he didn't have before. At six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds, running with the ball a little bit more this year than he had previously. So he's played just about as well as any top quarterback prospect in the country. I think he'll be in the discussion for number one quarterback when our rankings finalize. You just don't see guys with his skill set when you look for NFL projection. He's one of the guys around who has the size and the skill set to, I think really project as an impact college guy and um, possibly be able to play beyond that.
0: Back to the 22s for a second as well. Wagner from Wayne still uncommitted. You guys have him hundred percent to Kentucky. Do you agree with that? Are you, are you in on that hundred percent? I guess this time
1: <laughs> I'm not, but I should be. So I'm, I'm a little more on board with that one uh, with Sonny being a 23. I think we have more time to figure that one out. Emil I think we'll, you know, he's talked about waiting until the All-American Bowl to make a decision, but um, it's possible he would come off of that. But you're talking about the next couple months, at some point he's going to make a decision. His brother went to Kentucky, uh, I believe is going to be on staff there now getting his coaching career started. So there's a big part of that. I think that he's still, again, kept an open mind, not just going to go where his brother went. So Notre Dame and Penn State are two other schools that are still battling away there. I think Ohio State's still kind of hanging around, but... Um, the obvious connections to Kentucky are why he's projected there at the moment.
0: Another and obviously high Kentucky's one. had a great sure. well. yeah, Another high one in the 23 class as well. Linebacker number four in your guys' list, Trevor Carter from Ironton. What are you looking at there?
1: Yeah, he's going to be another one that's going to be at Cincinnati this week. And he's made the rounds a little bit. I know he's been up to Northwestern. Really good student, so a program like that is going to be of interest to him another multi-positional guy we talk about these you know second level kind of guys being versatile he's played safety he's played running back probably going to grow into a linebacker but an athletic one in college and has really kind of risen and taken the bull by the horns this year with reed carico going to ohio state he's he's always been an impact guy there even since his freshman year but i think you see him stepping up even further with the team losing one of their leaders in reed there's a there's a bunch of talent over there at ironton but trevor has been now a three-year varsity guy and not just a guy who's out there a guy who has impacted the game on both sides of the ball
0: we talked about you know kind of the the covid results and what that's meant to recruiting is there anything we haven't seen that might rear its ugly head in a, a good or a bad way i guess for recruits and or, or schools going forward you think
1: i think luckily for these kids everything's a little bit on the table now. Everybody's aware that you missed out on camps and spring eval. You've made up for some of that. Everyone's aware that guys are getting years back and there's not as many scholarships available. Everyone's aware that some of those scholarships are going to go to transfer portal guys. So I think that um, kids now know that that that's what they're dealing with. You're also um, having NIL, uh, name, image, and likeness now making an impact in terms of where kids choose their schools a little bit. So I think fortunately for them, uh, there there are some unfortunate realities of recruiting in the 2021 year, but I think there's there's nothing left, I don't think, as far as curveballs. I think kids at least know what they're dealing with.
0: Well, Alan, thanks so much. Uh, we always appreciate your insights and in the various states that we cover and uh, keep at it. A lot of more exciting prospects to, to get to, I'm sure, even today for you.
1: Yeah, busy time of year, moving towards uh, early signing day here in December. So always happy to come on and talk about
0: it. One more thank you to our sponsor, Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself at LTUathletics.com. We thank you for tuning in here today, and we encourage you. If you have a guest idea, if you have a team or coach that you'd like to hear from, maybe you have a great story. We've had a few of them here on the podcast. Certainly share that with us. Follow us on Twitter, at StateChampsOH. Give us a follow while you're there on the other social media platforms and certainly subscribe so you can get push notifications when these brand new podcasts come out. We will see you next week. Have a great week.